everyone, you're listening to God's Whole Story, a podcast of Worship Center. We know just how hard it is to read God's Word and understand it, so we decided to read the Bible chronologically this year and talk about it together. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey everyone, you're listening to God's Whole Story. This is Chelsea, and I'm here today with Chris Lotzball. Our, hey guys. Yeah, our global and local outreach pastor and the person I bring all my questions to and I get my book recommendations from and <laughs> just my the on-staff scholar that I go to with all my questions. That's scary if that's, uh, <laughs> if that's my qualification. Just a continual learner. <laughs> But he's here with us. Ryan is uh, taking a break and from the podcast. And Ryan is on children duty and, children and baby duty, duty right yeah. now, which uh, he's loving it. Yes, I'm sure he is. Absolutely. But I got to hold baby Rhett today because he brought him in and so cute. <laughs> anyway, um, you don't care about that. <laughs> Let's talk about the end of Exodus here. We're wrapping up Exodus and Moses is inspecting the work of the tabernacle and uh, the glory of the Lord fills the temple. Wow, and then we yeah. jump into numbers for a few verses. But yeah, it's uh, kind of exciting to go through all these details of the tabernacle. And now we're here. <laughs> we have been on this long journey with tons and tons of details. And it's like, so many details. here we go. This is what it's all about. <laughs> this is why we're doing it. Yes. And what we were talking about before we hit record was just that repeated phrase of just as the Lord has had commanded him. Um, and we saw all these details going through the building of the tabernacle and what Bezalel did with all of his talents and um, expertise and the level of detail that the Israelites paid to the tabernacle was just a show of their obedience. And again, just an act of worship. Um, God gave them instructions and they followed them to a T. And that's commendable. <laughs> it is. And, and unfortunately, as we're going to journey through the Old Testament, we're going to see that it's kind of rare. Um, and we're going to see lots of times that Israel does not do what God wants. I mean, we already saw some with the golden calf and things like that. And so when they obey and they obey to the T, we need to call that out. We need to shout that out. And uh, I mean, I think we see how much preparation went into this tabernacle. Uh, we, we saw the camping list, you know, this is what you got to bring on the trip. And I'd hate to be the guy that forgot the one tent peg or something like that. Right. <laughs> um, so there's a lot of detail here, but amazingly enough, the people did it exactly as God commanded. And so let's shout out to these guys, shout out to the Israelites. <laughs> because we're going to get angry with them in, you know, plenty of the times. coming months. <laughs> we, we are going to be ready to judge them far before God does. <laughs> right. And again, I mean, Lindsay and I talked with us a little bit, but God is so gracious because think about what you just said. We we are so quick to judge the Israelites, and God is not. Like, he just gives them chance after chance after chance. And I wonder if, if the rare time that you and I obey, there's like this, hey, they did it right. <laughs> God's uh, like, finally. No, God's not like us, so that's a good thing. <laughs> right. And we do finally get to this place where just everything that this book has been pointing to finally happens. I mean, the entire reason why they were brought out of Egypt, why uh, Moses went before Pharaoh and said, let my people go, it was so that they could dwell with God, so they could worship him in the wilderness. And that finally happens. The glory of the Lord fills the tabernacle. And they have a visible representation of the presence of God again. Uh, I think do think it's interesting to notice this did change things for Moses because now he can't. I did notice enter. that. 
he can't enter anymore because right. the glory of the Lord is there, which a little teaser in a couple days when we get to Leviticus, this is why we need Leviticus, uh, because Moses isn't able to be in the presence of God anymore. So Leviticus is going to help us fix that problem and solve that right. uh, because sin is still there. And there's a lot of echoes that, if you remember way back when we were talking about Genesis, where God was dwelling with his people and he was present with them. There was no sin. There was no death. And this is echoing back to that time when heaven and earth once again collided. Mm. Uh, N.T. Wright kind of puts it that way, that uh, these glimpses in scripture, when you see the brokenness of earth collide again with the perfection of heaven. And this is one of those moments where the presence of God is in their midst once again. His desire to dwell with his people is happening. And They've got this amazing guidance system, too. I mean, talk about the first GPS. Uh, when the cloud moves, you go. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. just sitting there in the camp having this visual representation of God, that's just, it's so amazing and yeah. so reflective of what this whole story has been about so far. It is so incredible. And man, the fact that we're reading this chronologically, and we kind of talked about this a little bit before, to know in numbers now, I just it just never occurred to me that now whenever the cloud moves the people move and it didn't occur to me ever in Exodus because we don't know that in Exodus mm-hmm. but in Numbers it talks about this is how the people know where to go um, in their very long journey through the wilderness <laughs> and I mean just you humanize this a little bit it's like they wake up every morning kind of look over towards the tabernacle go up. Oh. We're staying put today. Oh, oh, hey, pack our bags. <laughs> Grab it, the gold it's, altar. <laughs> it's, a, it's a travel day today. Uh, Mr. Tent Peg Carrier, you know what you got to go do. Go get those tent pegs. Right. <laughs> it is amazing. And yet I'm thinking about in real world day. So we have the real world present day. That's what I'm trying to say. We have the presence of the Holy Spirit, and that's that's God's presence that we have. I mean, how incredible is it? And you said this. How incredible to actually look and see the presence of mm. God is here. Yeah, and I, I have heard some people say, you know, man, I wish it was like it was back then where we could actually see God. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there are definitely some advantages to the way that God dealt back then. I think the the Holy Spirit with us is a much more personal experience, a much more unique, uh, even as we talk about yeah, gr- God's grace being sufficient for us. Mm-hmm. It's that Holy Spirit that gives us that precision cut grace each and every day that is unique to us. So it wasn't like it was bad uh, back in the Old Testament. They had a visual representation, but uh, Jesus himself said it's better that the Holy Spirit comes. Yeah. I do have one question about Moses and the tabernacle. Maybe you can answer for me. I don't know. And I'm recording, so this is on the spot here. (laughs) We can cut it if you have a weird answer. Okay. (laughs) Um, So Moses can't enter the tabernacle. Is there still a tent of meeting? Because that was a thing. So Moses is never in the presence of God now the tabernacle so is built. The presence of God is is contained within the Holy of Holies now. Okay. So there's still the that would be meeting. the inner inner part of the tabernacle. There's still some things that take place in the outer part. Okay. Uh, and where he dwells, yet yeah, Moses isn't able to go in there uh, anymore without the sacrifices that we're going to learn about uh, coming up in Leviticus. Hmm. Interesting. All right, guys. Thanks so much for joining us um, today and tomorrow. We are going into dedicating the tabernacle Uh, and Chris is going to join us again. So thanks so much for listening and have a great day. See you later. Today's reading starting in Exodus 39 verse 32. And so at last the tabernacle was finished. 
the Israelites had done everything just as the Lord had commanded Moses, and they brought the entire tabernacle to Moses. The sacred tent with all its furnishings, clasps, frames, crossbars, posts, and bases, the tent covering of tanned ram skins and fine goatskin leather, the inner curtain to shield the ark, the ark of the covenant and its carrying poles, the ark's cover, the place of atonement, the table and all its utensils, the bread of the presence, the pure gold lampstand with its symmetrical lamp cups, all its accessories, and the olive oil for lighting, the gold altar, the anointing oil and fragrant incense, the curtain for the entrance of the sacred tent, the bronze altar, the bronze grating and its carrying poles and utensils, the wash basin and its stand, the curtain for the walls of the courtyard, the posts in their bases, the curtain for the entrance to the courtyard, the ropes and tent pegs, and all the furnishings to be used in the worship at the tabernacle, the beautifully stitched garments for the priest to wear while ministering in the holy place, the sacred garments for Aaron the priest, and the garments for his sons to wear as they minister as priests. So the people of Israel followed all of the Lord's instructions to Moses. Then Moses inspected all their work. When he found it had been done just as the Lord commanded him, he blessed them. Exodus chapter 40. Then the Lord said to Moses, Set up the tabernacle. On the first day of the new year, place the Ark of the Covenant inside and install the inner curtain to enclose the Ark within the most holy place. Then bring in the table and arrange the utensils on it. And bring in the lampstand and set up the lamps. Place the gold incense altar in front of the Ark of the Covenant. Then hang the curtain at the entrance of the tabernacle. Place the altar of burnt offerings in front of the tabernacle entrance. Set the wash basin between the tabernacle and the altar and fill it with water. Then set up the courtyard around the outside of the tent and hang the curtain for the courtyard entrance. Take the anointing oil and anoint the tabernacle and all its furnishings to consecrate them and make them holy. Anoint the altar of burns incense and its utensils to consecrate them. Then the altar will become absolutely holy. Next, anoint the wash basin and it stands to consecrate them. Present Aaron and his sons at the entrance of the tabernacle and wash them with water. Dress Aaron with the sacred garments and anoint him, consecrating him to serve as a priest. Then present his sons and dress them in their tunics. Anoint them as you did their father, so they may also serve me as priest. With their anointing, Aaron's descendants are set apart for the priesthood forever, from generation to generation. Moses proceeded to do everything, just as the Lord had commanded him. So the tabernacle was set up on the first day of the first month of the second year. Moses erected the tabernacle by setting, setting down its bases, inserting the frames, attaching the crossbars, and setting up the posts. Then he spread the coverings over the tabernacle framework and put on the protective layers, just as the Lord had commanded him. He took the stone tablets inscribed with the terms of the covenant, placed them inside the ark. Then he attached the carrying poles to the ark, and he set the ark's cover, the place of atonement, on top of it. Then he brought the Ark of the Covenant into the tabernacle and hung the inner curtain to shield it from view, just as the Lord had commanded him. Next, Moses placed the table in the tabernacle along the north side of the holy place, just outside the inner curtain. And he arranged the bread of the presence on the table before the Lord, just as the Lord had commanded him. He set the lampstand in the tabernacle across from the table on the south side of the holy place. Then he lit the lamps in the Lord's presence, just as the Lord had commanded him. He also placed the gold incense altar in the tabernacle, in the holy place in front of the inner curtain. On it he burned the fragrant incense, just as the Lord had commanded him. He hung the curtain at the entrance of the tent of, of the tabernacle, and he placed the altar of burnt offering near the tabernacle entrance. On it he offered a burnt offering and a grain offering, just as the Lord had commanded him. Next, Moses placed the wash basin between the tabernacle and the altar. He filled it with water so the priests could wash themselves. Moses and Aaron and Aaron's sons used water from it to wash their hands and feet. Whenever they approached the altar and entered the tabernacle, they washed themselves just as the Lord had commanded Moses. 
Then he hung the curtains forming the courtyard around the tabernacle and altar, and he set up the curtain at the entrance of the courtyard. So at last, Moses finished the work. Then the cloud covered the tabernacle, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Moses could no longer enter the tabernacle because the cloud had settled down over it, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Now whenever the cloud lifted from the tabernacle, the people of Israel would set out on their journey following it. But if the cloud did not rise, they remained where they were until it had lifted. The cloud of the Lord hovered over the tabernacle during the day, and at night fire glowed inside the clouds so the whole family of Israel could see it. This continued throughout all their journeys. Numbers chapter 9, verse 15 through 23. On the day the tabernacle was set up, the cloud covered it. But from evening until morning, the cloud over the tabernacle looked like a pillar of fire. This was the regular pattern. At night, the cloud that covered the tabernacle had the appearance of fire. Whenever the cloud lifted from over the sacred tent, the people of Israel would break camp and follow it. And whenever the cloud settled, the people of Israel would set up camp. In this way, they traveled and camped at the Lord's command wherever he told them to go. Then they remained in their camp as long as the cloud stayed over the tabernacle. If the cloud remained over the tabernacle for a long time, the Israelites stayed and performed their duty to the Lord. Sometimes the cloud would stay over the tabernacle for only a few days, so the people would stay for only a few days, as the Lord commanded. Then at the Lord's command, they would break camp and move on. Sometimes the cloud stayed only overnight and lifted the next morning. But day or night, when the cloud lifted, the people broke camp and moved on. Whenever the cloud stayed above the tabernacle for two days, a month, or a year, the people of Israel stayed in camp and did not move on. But as soon as it lifted, they broke camp and moved on. So they camped or traveled at the Lord's command, and they did whatever the Lord told them through Moses. Hey guys, this is Ryan, and I hope you are getting a lot out of God's whole story. Uh, it means a lot to us, even as we are reading through God's Word every single day in the order that it happened. Um, if you want to go ahead and follow us, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at God's Whole Story Podcast. Uh, we would love it if you would share this thing with your friends or people that you know, or just share what's sticking out to you. Uh, you can either send us a DM, or you could actually email us at podcast at worshipcenter.org. You can email us if you have any questions, if something stuck out to you, if you'd like us to pray for you. And if you want a Bible, if you don't have one right now, or if you want a copy of the one that we're using to go through God's whole story, we'd be happy to send that to you. So go ahead and reach out to us in any way that you'd like. We'd love to hear from you. Have a great day.